What is News Radio 923? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR TV and the News Radio News team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 923 is. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. I have a lot of talking points. Representative Salesman said I had 20 minutes. Uh, Representative Andrade said he never listens to her in Tallahassee. And so he gave me 25 minutes. But Doug Broxton's the senator. He told me take as long as I want. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Lumen May manages to skewer everybody. <laughs> and you never go wrong making jokes about taking too much time in a speech that's supposed to be just a couple of minutes for each person. So uh, he goes on to talk about this is at the ST. That was brutal. That was cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> he got everybody. This is at the ST Engineering uh, ribbon cutting uh, grand opening, whatever you want to call it, for hangar number two yesterday. It was a ribbon cutting. If by ribbon cutting you mean there was a long strip of red ribbon that had 18 scissors used on it, which it did simultaneously. It was kind of, they really murdered that ribbon. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I thought, listen, all the people who spoke yesterday, I'll be honest, I, I thought Lou and May was the most. What's that? Moving, I think, is the word I want. Really was, and not all that surprised because he he does he sees the world a little different way because it's the people that he talks to every day that are you know looking to him for stuff like this. But more importantly to me, when we're able to provide jobs at fifty, sixty thousand dollars without saying you have to have a PhD or. Um, master's degree. That's important. And so what this means to me is when I walked into this building, uh, I was greeted by a guy by the name of Edward Hayes. You wouldn't know him. Uh, He works in one of those blue shirts and he's sitting in the back. Uh, He grew up in Oakwood Terrace, as you know it, but Truman Arms. Uh, But now he's gainfully employed and he went to Woodham High School with me and now he's gainfully employed and making a difference. What this means to me is when I walked over uh, Savon Mars, who grew up on the Superfund site on Pearl Street on Palafox, walked up and hugged my neck because he's a part of the construction team. And so that's what it means to me today by ST Aerospace being here, making a real difference in the lives of real people. So again, thank you for having us. We're so glad to be a part. Thank you so much. See, for Lumen, it's the people who live in District 3 who don't have a lot of great opportunities, may may not have much education in the background, uh, and look at, a, at something like this and say, that's a way out. That's a way for my family. That's you know, that's a steady income. That's a good job with the future. And it's not 1,700 people. It's, um, you know, Edward Hayes and Savon Mars, who grew up here and grew up there, which is, by the way, a very black way of talking about your community and the people that you know and knowing them. And he's, if you ever go around with Lumen, Lumen's like, he knows everybody. <laughs> I mean, everybody sings, everybody knows him. And it just, it is. It, and, and I love that about th- that way of talking about it, that it's not. You know, it, it's weird, like, when I see these politicians do the State of Union and then they do, like, you know, the human props, you know, point to that person to, to make my point. I always feel like that's very fake. I feel like this is very genuine. Like, he knows these people. 
right? He knows them. He grew up with them. And, you know, I'm the commissioner and I finally found a, a job that my uh, my friend from high school so long ago can work at. It's just fantastic. Uh, I had a chance to talk to a bunch of people yesterday. Uh, one of the people that I talked to, Bill Hafner, uh, he is the uh, ST Engineering Chief Integration Officer for the Pensacola Project for all of this, what used to be at one time Project Titan and other names, but is now the ST Engineering uh, four, hanger pro- uh, four Hanger proposal or Four Hanger plan that we're halfway through building. So we're here with Bill Hafner, and uh, he's the Chief Integration Officer for ST Engineering here in Pensacola overseeing this project, which is now, by my reckoning, somewhere just shy of 50% done. That's correct. Because we got, what, two more hangars and an administrative complex coming, right? We have two more hangars and a, a pro, what we're referring to as Project Nova, which is our Part 147 training academy. Okay. So we're going to be building a school. Oh, so the, the fifth building is actually a, a pipeline for, for workers. That's is that exactly right? exactly right. That's oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But the PSC program will take place before that is done that'll yes, start now it will in fact uh, we have plans to start temporarily in hangar one we have a space designated okay. where the training can start and of course bsc will provide some training on their campus as well but ultimately we hope to move the majority of the work into a hangar laboratory workspace attached to the complex then is that uh, essentially meant for just training your own employees or will you actually be able to export people who are trained in in what you do to other companies in the area yeah it's not dedicated to our employees obviously we hope to have a lot of those seats. We hope people want to come to work for SD, but it's open to the community. It's open to the public. And in fact, we'd like to expand the training beyond just basic airframe and power plant and look at some other certification level courses for folks who are looking at uh, related industries. And I was talking to the president of SD. He said that you're already committed to hangars three and four, like the capacity is already sold and you're under time constraints to get it done. We are, in fact, yes. United Airlines is going to be bringing us work starting in 2025 and about 80% of the hangar capacity is already uh, committed. Wow. And what about workforce? I know that's kind of been an ongoing, how can we get enough of the interested and qualified people to do the labor? How is that looking? It's a challenge. You know, I would I would refer you to our Director of uh, Human Resources and Workforce Development for more detail. But and he's going to give a longer answer, and I, I'll give it, because this is actually one of the more important parts of this interview, is he's going to talk about why they've been having trouble getting people to work there, but I want to go to Candy with Traffic on the Fives first. Okay, a little bit slow on Mobile Highway. This is near the fairgrounds in Bellevue before you hit Softly Field, of course, due to construction. Front gate at the base is backed up past the Shell Gas Station. If you have traffic tips, text them in 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. So back to, back to Bill Hafner with the smooth jazz background. Uh, the S- the engineering chief integration officer for the Pensacola project. And, you know, he's acknowledged and he's told us this before, too, that, you know, getting people to come work there has been a challenge. And why? I know that we're doing a lot these days to meet with the community. We're getting involved with the middle schools, high schools. We're working with the Air Force and the Navy and the other armed branches, armed services for people who are transitioning out. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So it's been a bit of a challenge, but, but I think we're going to make it. Do you find that it's people are not aware of the opportunity or do you find that people are aware but we're just having trouble getting them basically willing and capable? I think it's three things. I think one, people don't know what the aviation workforce is today. They don't understand what the work is. They have this preconceived notion of being a grease monkey or, you know, working out on the flight line. It's not that at all anymore. These are these are very sophisticated pieces of equipment with very, very advanced technologies. So there's a lot of training, a lot of specialization involved. <clears throat> That's what they don't realize. You could be everything from an avionics technician to an interiors technician to a general systems to a power plant. There's lots of different opportunities. Plus, the work expands beyond just touching the aircraft. You have all your marketing 
marketing, you have all your materials management, logistics, you have all your planning department efforts. There's a lot of work goes into planning one of these heavy maintenance visits. So we have specialists in that area. It's just more opportunity than people realize. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing I think is, is that it's the stigma of not being white collar not being sitting in an office somewhere. It's not being admirable or worthwhile work. And that's just simply not true. The, the, the college is the way for everybody kind of mindset. Right, right. So we got to overcome that. So so I think it's that. I think those are the, probably the two bis, biggest issues. And the third thing I think is, like you said, just getting it out to everyone, to, to the parents of the young people, as well as others who are transitioning between jobs, that this opportunity is here. I think sometimes people just simply don't know the number. What kind of an income can somebody make if they can came to work for SD Engineering here in Pensacola? Well, we guarantee a minimum average wage of $45,000 a year, and we're well exceeding that. Our minimum is actually past $55,000 a year, and that's your minimum wage. And that's just out of high school with yep. the training you need, right? That's right. With the training you need, you come to work in the workforce, and those are the wage opportunities you have. Senior people here in, on the floor are in the, in the six-figure income area. And, and this is now five years since the first one opened, do I have that right? June 2018. June 2018, okay, so almost five years. Mm -hmm. And how has the first project turned out for you? Beautifully, beautifully. The hangar's wonderful, it does everything we expected it to do, the customer is satisfied, it's producing quality work and it's producing it on time. Well, Bill, thanks so much for the time. Thanks for what you're doing for our community. And uh, best of luck as we, again, keep pushing forward, building more and investing more in the area. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. So, yes, yeah, so Bill Hafner. And, uh, you know, the $22.50 an hour as a starting wage it, for an awful lot of people is huge. It I mean, sounded that's... like a party for people that make $22.50 an hour. <laughs> they have cheese and wine? Well, oh, they did. They? they did, actually. They had a little yes. bit of hamburgers and uh, crab uh, cakes and stuff. And the, the employees got a chance to eat. Oh, it was really that. good. Yeah. So, um, anyway, you know, this is a big deal. Okay, this is hangar number two. Uh, by the way, we had uh, I got to talk to um, Greg Viday. He's uh, from the U.S. Department of Commerce, Economic Development Agency's arm of the U.S. Department of Commerce yesterday. I'll have that interview for you later. But, um, you know, the stuff that they're working on, they put in $12 million, The Fed's put in $12 million for this uh, hangar, too. And, again, there's two more hangars to come on the other side of the runway. And then there's a building where they're going to do the, um, the the training. And also, I thought there was originally the plan was for some administration, but it seems like the training shop there is really kind of the focus of it. So uh, anyway, you know, I I have my concerns about this project, about the overall numbers, about the impact. Um, but, you know, this is a big deal in Pensacola. And also, you know, think about things that are happening like the Leonardo project right down the road where you've got Leonardo who built the new round of helicopters to replace the old ones at Whiting that are always, you know, going down for maintenance. Um, and then Leonardo's also going to be doing uh, some of their MRO stuff there at that, uh, at the corner of Whiting Field. So uh, we, we are starting to see a pattern with some of this. And of course, it fits with the heavy emphasis on, you know, aviation in our in our area as well. So it, anyway, just Big stuff for Pensacola, big difference, and certainly for an awful lot of people, a lot of jobs coming. 720 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. With all the news about interest rates, here's some very good news from Piedmore Imports. Now through the end of February, an APR finance rate of 3.9% for 72 months is available on 2023 models like the Taos S starting from 25641. The Tiguan S from 28227 are the seven passenger Atlas SE with technology from 42632. All are available for 3.9% financing for 72 months and all come with carefree coverage. Volkswagen's free maintenance for the first two years are 20,000 miles, whichever occurs first. So with carefree coverage and low APR rates of 3.9 for 72 months, Feedmore Imports has the models, the coverage, 
mortgage and the finance rates to help you own your new Volkswagen today. Feedmore Imports is not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Feedmore Imports, 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualifying credit through DCI. Must take delivery by February 28th. See dealer for details. A better air filter on your air conditioner is nice, but it isn't enough. It takes a lot more than that to clean the air that you breathe. This is Todd with Gulf Coast Air Care. On Wednesday's pep talk, we'll talk about how to keep pollen, bacteria, and other pollutants out of your lungs. Remember what I always say, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Let's talk Wednesday morning at 9.30 on pep talk. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Did you know that the displaying of the Ten Commandments in our public schools was outlawed in large part because of a 1980 Supreme Court decision known as Stone versus Graham? And because of this extraction, most Americans are not familiar with the specific content of the Ten Commandments. I encourage you to read Exodus chapter 20. These commandments serve as a divine blueprint for a civilized society. Exodus chapter 20 verse number one, God makes it very clear that these commandments came from him and not from Moses or from any man. And the only man who ever walked the earth who kept the commandments flawlessly was Jesus of Nazareth, the God-man himself. As we endeavor to be submissive to these commandments, we must rely completely on Christ's power to overcome sin and temptation. I urge you, walk with Jesus today. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Uh, what'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at swmedspa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit swmedspa.com. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Joey, you like movies about gladiators? An audit of the Pensacola Humane Society that was prompted by complaints is now complete. Saltmarsh, Cleveland, and Gunn accounting firm reviewed the cash accounts, the bank and credit card statements, the investments, the payroll, the books. Their report published today on the Society's website. Now, they found one issue with bonus and incentive payments to the former director of development that was done with about, apparently without the knowledge of the board. But in all other areas, they found no major problems. The Society says it hopes the report will reassure volunteers, donors, and the community. That the organization is financially sound. I, I like the one part where Bob Solarski's like, you know, the books, <laughs> which is cute. It's, I mean, it's the kind of thing I would say. I love it. Yeah, uh, the uh, Salt Marsh, uh, the audit is back. Well, uh, the assessment, whatever, is back in. And uh, I read through it. And I, listen, I am not like I don't feel like I have a good baseline for knowing what these things are supposed to say. So I don't want to pass my personal judgment on what I read, uh, other than to say that what I read sounded like. Everything was being done basically right, except for as he said that one part about the uh, the, the the bonus or whatever. Um, but 
again, the Humane Society that's been in the, embroiled in all of this controversy, uh, and their board said, all right, let's go do you know an audit. Now we've done an audit. So good. You know, that's kind of what you should do. So, um, 725 here on News Radio 92.3. Before we get to David in the newsroom, let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Uh, someone just called in and said that the light at Softly Field and Mobile Highway is flashing. So that's what that backup is in addition oh, to, to that construction. I know, well, it's not a big college town. You know what I mean? It's not such a busy intersection. Anyway, Mobile Highway and Softly Field, and that light is flashing yellow, which... Uh, does have right away, but you can be right or you can be safe. And I don't know if you can avoid that intersection, certainly. Uh, if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. Now David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? It's big day in D.C. The Supreme Court hearing arguments over President Biden's plan to forgive an estimated $400 billion in student loan debt. The program would cancel $10,000 in debt for those earning less than $125,000 a year, $20,000 for those uh, who received Pell Grants. Tesla and CEO Elon Musk now being sued by shareholders that say they overhyped the effectiveness and safety of the electric automaker's self-driving tech. The proposed class action suit was filed in a federal court yesterday in San Francisco. It accuses Tesla of defrauding the shareholders with false and misleading statements about the technology. You know, yesterday was National Kahlua in your coffee day, but I feel like they should have moved it forward one day so it could coincide with today's National Pancake Day. Oh. That's right. Who doesn't love pancakes? And Kahlua. And And Kahlua. Kahlua. (laughs) And your coffee. Uh, And... There may be some pancake deals at, uh, you know, pancake-themed shops. restaurants. Shops, all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. pancake-themed shops. Inter- International House of Kansas-shaped items? Yes, exactly, okay. yeah. Right. They are offering a, a free short stack of pancakes today. All right. D- tip your waitresses. Yes, tip oh, your waitresses. absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 727 here on News Always Radio the hard-hitting news. That's what I love. <laughs> <laughs> hard-hitting my waistline. Um <laughs> I got a note in here. Somebody texted and said the uh, the power is off at Avalon and I-10, so that light is... Uh, oh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. Um, Highway Patrol, FHP is there directing traffic. Uh, please use caution leaving the interstate to the off-ramp. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just... I know I'm that intersection pretty well. I'm writing it down as you speak, so yeah, I, don't, I don't forget let's, that. Uh, let's everybody be careful. Let's all get there live, you know, and let's all get there without, you know... Insurance claims. Uh, that's, uh, man, uh, that's uh, brutal. All right, 437-1620. Hey, Candy, I have a gift for you. Oh, cool. Well, who are you? The pundits like to slice and dice our country into red states and blue states. Red states for Republicans, blue states for Democrats. Nice thing about you, Joe, is that you can sound like a liberal, but it harms you in America. Who filed it? Who filed it? That's the game where Candy, I'm I tell her... I'm on my second Red Bull. You gave me a face <laughs> earlier, and just the way partners can tell, I knew it was going to be something I tell her the crappy. bill, and then she tells me whether it was filed by Republicans Wrongly. or Democrats. Yeah. Here we go, 437-1620, if you want to play along at home. SB 498, preemption of recyclable and polystyrene materials. Right now, okay, there is a preemption, so local municipalities like Pensacola or Gulf Breeze cannot pass laws regulating disposable plastic bags or uh, uh, secondary containers, you know, your Whataburger container, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this would de-preempt that so that individual places could pass regulations on these things, Republican or Democrat? Democrat. Democrat, indeed. Linda Stewart. See? One for one so far. 
Uh, SB 534, individual wine containers. You know, we've long had this argument about how large can the wine container be and can you have a one-gallon, a two-gallon jug? Because these are the things that, you know, inquiring minds want to know. So this bill would just wipe out all of the provisions on size limitations for wine. So you could sell wine by the gallon, the three-gallon, the 800-gallon jug. If you can lift it, Mm -hmm. you can bring it home. Uh, That could be the contest. Individual wine containers completely opening up the landscape, Republican or Democrat? Catholic. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Republican, Jay no. Trumbull, one really? for two. Yeah, that's right. Oh, um, oh this is I grew up this, Catholic, so this is one that I think most people are going to be like, huh? And some people are going to be like, <gasps> okay, HB six fifteen, illicit massage establishments, <laughs> putting a whole bunch of rules in for massage parlors, like uh-huh. prohibiting sex in them, which you would have thought. Also prohibiting prophylactics in them. Which I <laughs> kind I, of an interesting one. Um, if there's a window, the window has to allow a 35% light penetration. I'm just reading from the bill now. Um, if, <laughs> you have to be able to see into so you can see the reception area. It cannot be, like, shaded off from the outside. There has to be a good signage. You have to keep records of the employees. You have to keep records of the uh, customers including their home addresses of the customers. The clothing has to be fully opaque and must not allow the employees' genitalia, undergarments, or lingerie to show. I kid you not, I am reading from the bill, okay? Um, What kind of... Anyway, so this is the bill to regulate massage parlors and to try to tidy up the illicit massage establishments. Republican? And inspections on demand. Republican or Democrat? Republican? Republican. Vicky Lopez. That's I didn't right. know that was not a thing. Thank I know. You, Vicky. I, I read half of this stuff thought, <laughs> and this is this would be wow. a change in the law. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Sheriff Simmons comes next. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. There are House hearings today and tonight about threats from China. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says an Energy Department report finding COVID-19 started with a Chinese lab leak is not the last word. There is not a consensus right now in the U.S. government about exactly how COVID started. Texas Senate Republican Ted Cruz. The overwhelming weight of the evidence for, for over two years now has been that this virus escaped from a Chinese government lab. He was on Hannity on Fox. Polls are open for today's mayoral election in Chicago. The nine-candidate field is likely to prevent any one person from getting the 50-plus percent of the vote necessary to win. Officials say we should have a clear winner sometime this weekend, but it's shaping up to be an uphill battle for incumbent Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Fox's Jackie Abanez, Mayor Lightfoot, is, is in her first term. She's a Democrat. These elections, though, are nonpartisan. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 731 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, 72. It's mostly cloudy in Pensacola. An investigation underway after a 39-year-old man was found dead in a cell at the Foley Municipal Jail yesterday. The Baldwin County Sheriff's Office says Christopher Myers was found dead Monday morning. He'd been arrested on a misdemeanor warrant out of Alberta, and deputies say that Myers was intoxicated when he was brought into the jail, so he couldn't be released until he was sober. The sheriff's office says jail staff had been checking on Myers throughout the day, up to just a few hours before he was found unresponsive. They say there was no sign of suicide or obvious trauma. The investigation continuing in Myers has been taken to the Department of Forensic Science in Mobile for an autopsy. A cantonment man facing charges after allegedly pointing a rifle during a domestic incident Sunday. North Escambia reporting that 39-year-old Matthew Taylor Buckley has been charged with assault with a deadly weapon, accused of pointing a 22 caliber rifle at a woman and threatening her. 
reportedly after consuming a large amount of alcohol. He was arrested and released on $40,000 bond. ST Engineering has officially opened its Hangar 2 facility at the Pensacola International Airport. The new space means the company can now grow their business and customize Uh, customizing and repairing airplanes. The 177,000-square-foot hangar has two bays that can accommodate wide-body aircraft and doubles the company's space. ST Engineering also announced a new partnership with Pensacola State College. They'll be working together to create an aviation training academy. Motorcyclist in the hospital after being hit uh, in a hit-and-run crash on Airport Boulevard. This happened near Mail. Miller's Ale House. Pensacola police say the biker was taken to the hospital on a trauma alert. Right now, no word on their current condition. An attorney in West Central Florida has been arrested after allegedly ripping off clients who sued for damages from car crashes. Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Golteri says uh, attorney Christopher Reynolds stole more than $850,000 from 16 different victims. These people are not only out the uh, settlement money for compensation for pain, suffering, damages that happen as well as car wrecks, but again, their medical bills never got paid, and now they're on the hook for the medical bills. And Galtieri says that Reynolds had a drug problem and was also spending his clients' money on adult websites, ride-sharing, and prostitutes. Detectives believe there may be more victims. Reynolds' law license has been suspended by the Florida Supreme Court. The days of the corporate kingdom are over. That's according to Governor Ron DeSantis. Yesterday, he signed a bill dissolving Disney's self-governing board. The bill would replace or does replace the Reedy Creek Improvement District with the Central Florida Tourism Oversight Board. DeSantis says Disney no longer has its own government. Now they'll have to live under the same laws as everybody else. He also says Disney will have to pay its debts and its fair share of taxes. And there's a new ride open at Busch Gardens in Tampa Bay. The Serengeti Flyer opened yesterday, and the park says the swing ride offers a view of the park's 65-acre Serengeti Plain. Uh, speeds get up to 68 miles an hour and a height of 135 feet. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> That sounded so fun. No field trip to the to the Serengeti Flyer. It's 735 at News Radio 923. Let's get a look at your traffic on the fives with Candy. Man, you can go. <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh front gate at the base is still backed up past the Shell Station. It looks like uh, uh Avalon at I-10 has been cleared. Very slow on Mobile Highway near the fairgrounds. Uh, do, uh that, that was my fault. I it was there was a text that came in yesterday and I didn't see it. It was my fault. So I was the one who said that. About and, Avalon and I-10, yeah. it's fine. All they need to know is it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Do you want to show me on the doll how that affected you and how you're going to be like, oh, I'm wrong all day. I made a mistake. It's fine. Avalon is fine. Sorry, Andrew. That amazing impression. Uh, Mobile Highway near the <laughs> fairgrounds in Bellevue. I'm sorry. Uh, is is very slow because that light at Softly Field and Mobile Highway is flashing, as I understand. So that's going to slow things down, too. And again, the front gate at the base is backed up past Shell. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Another warm day today with temperatures warming up near 80 degrees for your afternoon high. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 66. For Wednesday, warm pattern will continue with a high near 78 degrees. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping 
dropping near 70 for your low. For Thursday, we are going to be seeing a small chance of rain build back in, 20% chance of showers with a high near 78. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thanks, Brooke. Cloudy 72 in Pensacola, 71 in Gulf Breeze, and 71 in Milton. Our next news at 8. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshinko with your money now. Stanley Black & Decker has identified transactions among its international operations that may have violated U.S. bribery laws. The Connecticut-based toolmaker says it voluntarily disclosed the questionable transactions to the Justice Department and the Securities and Exchange Commission. The transactions raise concerns under the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, which prohibits companies from paying bribes to foreign officials to gain a business advantage. When you buy a car, do you tend to go back to the same brand all the time? If you have a GM or Tesla, you probably do. Those two automakers top an S&P Global report on customer loyalty. GM had the best combined performance for a manufacturer that sells multiple brands, while Tesla ranked number one among specific brands for the first time. GM had a 65% retention rate and also led five individual vehicle categories, including for the Chevrolet Equinox and Corvette. On Wall Street, features higher. That's your money now. VIP Care is bringing better health to the Pensacola community February 27th and 28th. Both days they'll be on hand at the University Town Center from 9 a.m. till noon, where they'll have giveaways, raffles, and we'll be answering all of your primary care questions. VIP Care specializes in primary care for Medicare Advantage members. They proudly accept Florida Blue Medicare, as well as most insurance plans in the county. Come see VIP Care February 27th and 28th. You deserve better health. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 1030 when the Pensacola State College Charter Academy principal will be on the show discussing how high school students can earn their diploma and transferable credits and an associate degree simultaneously all for free. Applications are being accepted now so you won't want to miss it on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 1030. The Pensacola Expert Panel 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. More than ever, we are reimagining our homes as places of retreat. We're minimizing stress and maximizing space. We're dreaming of spa-like bathrooms, complete with beautiful vanities to hide the clutter and make room for candles. We're wishing we could de-stress in a soaking tub or under a rainfall shower at the end of a long day. Make this the year that dream becomes your reality with Home Outlet. Our guaranteed lowest prices put quality products within budget and dream spaces within reach. Visit us in store or online at homeoutlet.com. What is News Radio 92.3? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR-TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 92.3 is. Informative, local, dependable.
Good morning. 740 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Joining us now, we have Sheriff Chip Simmons, Escambia County Sheriff. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are y'all? <laughs> I'm doing very well. We had um, we had a horrible incident take place this week in, uh, was it Norris Avenue, where this, which is, if you don't know the area, it's right around the Brent Athletic Park, a little south and east of there and west of Palafox. Uh, where somebody was attacked by some dogs just out in the street. Is that right? Well, it wasn't really out in the street. It was on, on the property. It was on his property. Okay. Were, yeah. Got um, it. I'm not saying it was on the victim's property, but he, he was there. Uh, we got the call that an individual was being attacked by, by three pit bulls, mm-hmm. by three mixed-breed dogs. Uh, when we get there, EMS firefighters had already had already been there, um, tried to revive the, the victim, but it was it was too late. So we began the investigation in, in coordination with animal control. So, so the, the person was killed by the dogs on the location? Well, he was attacked by the dogs. There's no doubt about that. The autopsy was yesterday, and we, but we haven't got the exact cause of death. So, wow. again, I guess it's conceivable that, that some medical condition caused him to, to, right, I to gotcha. die. But I think that um, it's pretty clear that there was a dog bite. He had uh, bite wounds to his, to his head and to his upper torso area. Um, it was just a, it was a horrific scene. I've I've seen some of the the um, the crime scene pictures. It was just it was just terrible. Do, do we have an, Do we know how old this person was? He was in his six. I believe sixty two or sixty three years old. We okay. we don't put yeah. victims' names out. Right. We're prohibited sure. from doing that. Not from now on. Um, but yeah. So we're working with animal control. And so here's here's you know we're at the scene. We're doing a death investigation. Animal control is there trying to figure out where the dogs are and help you know capture the dogs. The dogs had fled. Um, the homeowner of the property was not there and the homeowner is also believed to be the dog's owners as well on the property is uh probably a, f- a couple of i would say three to four if not more um you know pens and 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 dog houses you know where the dogs obviously live there okay um then some of the dogs had run underneath the, the trailer so um we returned um and helped to help them collect these dogs at, at a later time um but we believe that the homeowner returned and took one of the dogs with them uh, so there's two more dogs that are there. Um, Animal Control and, and, and the deputies that were there could not safely get um, the dog that they, that they observed. Um, we ended up having to shoot one of the dogs, and then Animal Control, Control was able to retrieve that dog and took that dog and, and later, as I understand, euthanized that dog. Okay. And then they returned and got another dog. So we have two of the three dogs. The third dog we're still looking for, and we believe that the homeowner, again, as I mentioned a second ago, uh, the homeowner came to the house and retrieved that dog, and now... Um, well, it's, there's no way, other way to put it except the homeowners hide from us. They're, they're not wanting to talk to us. They're not wanting to talk to uh, Animal Control. And um, we'll probably as, as in you have not made contact with this person yet. We have yet. not, but there's, Animal Control is the one that's trying to make contact initially. Okay. So, and, yeah, that's where we're at. So how do we know it was three dogs? Do we have video or something? Or how do we do tracks dis- distinction? Well, the original report was that there were that there that, were so three somebody dogs. saw that someone there were three witness to it. Okay. Someone someone was able to get the dogs off of the off of the victim before before we got there, and I'm, I'm not sure if it was before rescue uh, or paramedics got there. But there, there were there's there's little doubt that there were three dogs involved. Again, we two of them were were taken uh, from the scene, and then one more we believe again is with the, with the homeowner. So we're we're looking at it, trying to determine whether there uh, are any criminal charges that that, that should be uh, brought against the homeowner. Um, the the state attorney's office is also involved in it, uh, but animal control is trying to do the initial conversation. They have been there several times. I understand they have cited this homeowner um, a few times before, previously, about, uh, previously about about, and I'm not sure if it's about these dogs. But I got I'm you. Sure it's, it's it's about this from the property itself. 
And again, so we're, we're looking at it. Uh, conceivably, there could be criminal charges. The criminal charges could range from a second-degree misdemeanor to a third-degree felony. And the, the statute just deals with dangerous dogs and, I guess, a violation of dangerous dogs. Whether statute. you respond accordingly to if there have been previous problems, what you do as a result of that. If, you, if a dog has never bitten or attacked anybody before, it's one standard but if a dog has attacked or bitten people once or multiple times it's a whole different standard right right yeah and and the statute specifically talks about whether the dog has been deemed dangerous and right. my assumption is that dangerous would mean that that dog uh, or those dogs have attacked someone or bitten someone in the past as you as you just mentioned so in was is there a fence on this property or is it an open or is it an open you know sometimes you can have a fence but the gates are open you know do, do you happen to know uh, that's still part of the investigation there is a fence and okay again, there are there's at least one pin on the property and there are other dog houses okay but again the, uh, the interesting fact here um, is that this was on the homeowner's property but on the homeowner's property there was another there's another dwelling and this individual was, was was friends with the owner of that dwelling, so they, okay. they were the the victim was on their property. So they the so they were lawfully on the property, as far as we know. The, the assumption right now, and we're working off of, is that he was lawfully on the property, right. and the dogs attacked him while on in their yard, basically. Right. You know, but it also a dog a yard that they share with someone else. We're going to uh, we can come back to this because I have other questions uh, about this, but we're talking to Sheriff Chip Simmons, uh, Candy. Let's get traffic on the fives. Okay, it looks like uh, the, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Avalon and I-10 is clear, not showing any problems there. Mobile Highway near the fairgrounds, uh, it looks like it's very, very slow due to that light being out at Mobile Highway and Softly Field. They're also doing construction there. Uh, that's near Bellevue. Uh, it looks like the uh, back gate at NAS, the front gate, they're all running smoothly now. And look for single lane traffic on Lillian between Blue Angel and 98 as they work on that road shoulder. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Sheriff Simmons. So, um, you know, the story is horrifying, right, to think about how this person died. It's also because, uh, like, I have a, a, a fair amount of experience in our bike rides. You know, my wife and I would go mm -hmm. biking all the time. And, um, you know, in the beginning, I didn't know any better, so I didn't think about it much. But we would run across dogs, you know, that would come at us out of the yard. Right. It's very common. It's more common in the country. It's more common in poor neighborhoods, quite frankly. Those are the two places where you have it. And, um, you know, a couple of times it happened, and I didn't think a whole lot of it, but it was a little bit concerning. And then we had a couple of incidents that were genuinely scary. I had a, a, a pit bull type dog that jumped over a four-foot fence like he climbed the chain link fence to get at me and bit me a little bit on the foot you know as I was trying to kick him away and had my shoe in his mouth like that's where we were right so I carry a bat and I've always carried a gun but it's not always easy to get at you know and I don't want to have to kill somebody's dog but can can we agree people control your dogs well and that's what we have had that conversation about if you if you want to be a dog owner and we certainly encourage that. I mean, uh, to me, dogs make, make families happier, and, and Absolutely. they're just wonderful to have around. However, you need to understand what your dog is capable of. Some people have dogs, and, and whether they're family pets inside, outside dogs for protection, whatever you have your pet for, you need to understand and take reasonable precautions. If, if you think your dog um, you know, could, could be a danger, you need to take extra precaution. That's the, the fencing. I will say that you talked about the dog jumping the fence. While, while we were there, one of the dogs we were trying to get, I noticed on the on the some of the body camera footage, just 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 scaled a fence, just mm -hmm. as easy as you please, like they've done it a hundred you know thousand times. And so, and that's always something that that would concern me about an, an area where where children are. It, it, exactly, because you know. it's it's one thing for adults on bikes, mm -hmm. 
it's another thing entirely for some seven-year-old girl, you know, who's riding her bicycle down the street, right? And a dog will chase a bike will chase a bike. Well, here's the thing. There are rules. Contain right. your dogs. Right. Contain your animals, and 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 then you wouldn't have this this the situation. Now, again, this is terribly tragic, and fortunately, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, rarely does does this type of thing happen. Right. But it, it gets you thinking about you know, how terrible it could have been. But perhaps if these dogs were able to scale the fence that easily, right, and get into the neighborhood, and and there were kids around. I mean, again, you just you don't have to think too too long and hard to think about how how much more tragic that that could have been. I, I have a just a perception question for you because, and I know. This again, we're talking about more in general, not about this specific case. But uh, my impression is that the mindset of people in the places where they let dogs run free is, um, well, these are my streets. What are you doing here? These are public streets that anybody can go down. Especially, you know, if it's not a private road, if it's not, you're not trespassing. You're just on a public street. Uh, you have an obligation to contain your dog. You know, I, I, I've heard it a lot of times where people, oh, my dog wouldn't hurt. He won't bite. He won't bite. And, and, and being on a SWAT team, we used to always go into, you know, kick doors and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and dogs were, they're protecting their home. I don't blame the dog for that situation. We kick a door and those dogs are going to be more aggressive. For sure. And, and then the first thing they always say, oh, he won't bite anyone. And yet he's growling over here, nipping at our shoes and our, our equipment. I'm like, you're crazy. Your dog, you don't know. Right. And so I think that's something that, that, that you know, homeowners and, and, and dog owners need to, need to pay attention to. Again, it's your responsibility. If you're going to have a dog, you need to have that dog and make sure that you understand what that dog is capable of doing. Absolutely. Uh, switching gears a little bit, let's talk about some of the good stuff that's coming up. You guys have the Cops, Cars, and Crawfish event that y'all are going to be doing? Yeah, the Escambia County Sheriff Foundation is going to host their uh, their very first Cops, Cars, and, and Crawfish event. It's going to be on April the 15th, and the fine folks at Five Flag Speedway, Mr. Brian over there, he said, hey, come on over here, and we want to we help you. So it'll be April 15th, 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. There's going to be obviously crawfish and cops, and there's going to be cars. There's going to be a car show there. So if you have a car you want to get into it, uh, you can do so. This will um, you know benefit the Escambia Sheriff Foundation, whose uh, sole purpose is to, is to promote engagement, with a community and uh, employee wellness or sheriff's deputy wellness. So it's a great event. It's going to be their very first one. It's uh, April 15th. Um, you know, it's on a Saturday. Tax day? That's Ra- it's Saturday. Okay. It gives you All something right. to, you know, to get your mind, <laughs> take your mind off of your, off of your taxes. This can be it. File be your taxes event. and come eat some crawfish. I like that. All right. Uh, and you guys also have movie nights coming up this summer again, right? Yeah, you know, the again, the foundation uh, raised money and they, they purchased a large, what we call a giant screen. We've been taking that to different neighborhoods and showing movies, but mostly kid movies, to you know to the children in these neighborhoods. And we're going to have five more this year. Uh, we had some meetings recently, and we're having some um, some future meetings. We're going to go ahead and put those those dates um, and times, uh, and maybe even the movie that we're going to we're going to start showing. Um, we'll have about five of them, so pay attention to our Facebook page, and and we'll let you know kind of where we're going to be and what movie we're going to show. Absolutely. Well, Sheriff Simmons, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for spending some time with us and. Uh, Frankly, um, though this there, there, one event, a sign that says applause. <laughs> That's so that, right. That <laughs> though this one event was horrible, uh, the nice news of a sort is that we didn't have anything other than that one that we had to cover this week for major uh, bizarre events. So uh, we'll take that as a relatively peaceful week. So I, I, I would like to say one thing, and, it, and you know, I, I gain more appreciation as I see them work. But the folks at Animal Control, yeah, um, you know, you can make the argument they need more people, and I would certainly make that argument for them. But to see what they do, and, and you know, they're, they're trying to get three dogs, and and one of the employees is walking around with just that the pole with the the, 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 the lasso little, pole, the lasso thing in the, in the end of it. And I'm thinking, I do not want that job. Yeah. And, and so I just want to make sure that people understand they have a very tough job, and they they do a very good job with what with what they got because there's some things that that we just oh you guys you take care of it. 
Well, and, and, and cleaning up carcasses, it. just all the things that, I mean, it's, there's a whole lot of stuff that they have to do or that people like them have to do that we take for granted. The, the, there are two, there are two uh, famous phrases that law enforcement have, and one is call rescue. Okay. Uh-huh. And another one was call animal control. <laughs> those, those are two to things. Do the we stuff love to you do. don't want to yeah, have to do. I, exactly. I, I get it. Uh, Sheriff, again, thank you so much for the time, sir. We'll see you next week. You bet. Y'all take care. 752 here on News Radio 923. You know, you hear me talking about Frontier Motors all the time. Dave Ramsey talks about them all the time for a reason because they're fantastic. Um, one of the things is that they sell a lot of good quality used cars, right? One, two, three years old, low uh, prices, great condition. But they also, therefore, have to buy a lot of used cars, right? They have to acquire about 150 to 200 every single month in order to replenish their stock. And that can come from auctions, that can come from leases, that can come from you. So if you have a good quality used car that you'd like to sell, instead of going through the trouble of selling it yourself and all the fun that that can be, uh, just take it over to Frontier Motors. That They'll look at it, they'll give you a price, they'll take care of you. If you want to do a consignment for a little bit more and you're not, you know, you're willing to take a little bit longer, they'll do that too. Whatever the case may be, Frontier Motors is a great place to buy or sell good quality used cars right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. The Mobile Boat Show opens this weekend with all the new 2023 boat models and brands in one place for easy comparison shopping. One weekend only at the Mobile Convention Center. It's the biggest indoor show on the Gulf Coast with the best prices of the year on new boats, accessories, tackle, and more. Whether you fish the Gulf or cruise the bay, you'll find a boat that fits your budget. The Mobile Boat Show is the place to find all you need to get out on the water. And it's fun for the whole family. This weekend at the Mobile Convention Center. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Are you curious about marijuana? Florida A&M University established the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, also known as MARI, to educate the public about medical marijuana use as well as the detrimental health and social impacts of unlawful marijuana use on local communities. Find out more at mmeri.famu.edu. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. It's Sunbelt Basketball Tournament Week. Stop by the Bay Center for FanFest before the men's quarterfinal games for food, music, and games for all ages. The free event is Saturday from 1 till 4. Next Tuesday, the 7th, join the Pensacola Beach Chamber for their March Business After Hours event at the Frisky Dolphin from 5.30 till 7 for food, drinks, and plenty of business networking. PensacolaBeachChamber.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. When you listen to News Radio 923 on Saturdays, you get the Garden Line Encore at 9. At home with Gary Sullivan at 10. Swan Capital at 1. Let's go Pensacola at 4. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Good morning, 755 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola morning news. Happy Tuesday to you. Uh, Candy Cullerton has got our, I always want to say color, Candy Boyd. Well, I don't, a, I've, I've said I'll, it for years. Uh, on the air, it's Cullerton. Okay. It's my maiden name. That's what I, and it's fine. It's Candy. It's like Cher. Candy with Madonna, no last except name. Except not famous or rich or <laughs> hot know. or, you know, whatever. Um, Habits the, of speech sometimes. <laughs> anyway, traffic no, no, on the no, fives. Okay. I, I do have your traffic on the fives. Very slow on Mobile Highway near the fairgrounds in Bellevue like it has been. Usually construction today, though, it looks like there's a light uh, issue at Softly Field and Mobile Highway where it is blinking. That's going to slow things down, certainly. Single lane traffic again on Lillian between Blue Angel and 98 as they work on that road shoulder. And if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. David Wayne now in the newsroom with our headlines. David? 
The American Civil Liberties Union asking Congress not to ban TikTok. They're arguing it would violate the free speech rights of Americans. A House committee taking up the ban on uh, on TikTok today over concerns that uh, user info could be handed over to the Chinese government. Uh, the ACLU arguing that Americans have the right to use TikTok to exchange thoughts and ideas with people around the world. That central Florida news photographer that was shot in Orlando making progress in his recovery, Jesse Walden is the man's name. He was released from the hospital yesterday. Of course, he was hurt in the uh, shooting in Pine Hills that killed another that killed a Spectrum news reporter by the name of Dylan Lyons. Uh, Keith Moses arrested for that shooting. And uh, an interesting and messy spill in uh, on a highway in Tennessee. Apparently, a truck carrying baked beans rolled over on the highway yesterday. Uh, led to a, quite a messy cleanup and a road closure. Apparently, they're saying several hundred cans of baked beans spilled all over the highway. Those are supposed to be good for the heart. <laughs> <laughs> they are so, the magical fruit. So, are the so the beans are like the cans are rolling around, or the beans have spilled out of the cans, or do we know? Well, apparently, the cans must have come out of the truck when it rolled and I then gotcha. somehow the cans were opened probably from being run over or I, I, okay yeah. so exploding bean cans exploding cans of beans <laughs> can you can you imagine See, you just you're usually, driving down the road one day do, 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 just you know listening to the radio doing my thing and all of a sudden you see a phalanx of bush's bean cans rolling right. at you and in various Roll directions that beautiful all bean footage <laughs> that's great <laughs> All right, David, and uh, Blazing Saddles music in the background. I know. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 757 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, um, Daily Show, which I had not watched for years and years and years. I mean, I kind of would occasionally. And, uh, you know, it was it was very good, of course, with John Stewart and then followed up with when Colbert Report back when Stephen Colbert was funny. Um, and he was genuinely funny in that role. And then they went with um, Trevor, Trevor Noah, Noah for a long time. And who now had they've his, had these guest hosts. And, yeah, and then last week was lo- Nobody. It was kind of funny because I have a folder of all my news shows that record, oh, okay. and I'm like, why isn't The Daily Show? Oh, they're taking a break. They ran out of liberal comics. Um, okay. <laughs> Sarah Silverman was pretty funny, though. Yeah, and, uh, you know, look, uh, they had a handful of them, and they did fine. And so I was kind of curious who they were going to go with now that they were starting back up again, at least for this week. This is The Daily Show with your host, Austin Minhaj. Who? Who? I worked here for five years just so I could substitute teach for a week. <laughs> I kind of like, oh, he's a I, writer? I guess. Oh, okay. I guess, yeah. And I like him. And he was talking about the Wuhan lab leak versus the wet market as a source. And he brought it up as, I thought this was actually a pretty savvy observation because, well. Here's the thing I'm wondering, okay? Why did this whole lab leak versus wet market thing become the Yankees versus Red Sox of the culture war in the first place? And to me... I think it's because when some people started saying it came from a lab, other people were like, hey, you can't say the Chinese are trying to poison everybody on planet Earth. That's racist. You should say COVID came from a wet market where Chinese people eat weird animals. (laughs) But that sounds way more racist. And I say this as a kid who had to eat weird ethnic food in the lunchroom. (laughs) Because every day he's... He's cracking open a can of stuff that, you know, all the white kids around him have never seen before. I mean, that's that's pretty funny and accurate. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Free's Milton, Pensacola.